Happy Mother's Day to all the beautiful mothers out there. To the grandmothers, to the grannies, to the memes, to the momos, whatever title you have, whatever role you play in someone's life. It is very important to understand to be the role of a mother or a father in someone's life. You do not have to be their biological parent. But today we're talking about mothers. So again, I'm Jason. This is Savage Mind Podcast. And today is a very special day for me. It is because this is the second Mother's Day without my lovely mother. And anyone that knows me uh, knows if, if you're close to our family, you know that my mom's birthday is sometimes it actually falls on Mother's Day, which is also very tough. Uh, she passed away in September 2018 um, after many, many years of health problems. So it was 2018. It, it hasn't quite been two years, but this is, unfortunately is the second Mother's Day without her. And her birthday is approaching this coming Wednesday, and it would have been her 70th birthday. And I have so much to say. And like, I, again, probably like y'all always probably think, man, fucking, you always got a lot to say. <laughs> and I do. I do, man. And, and you know what? And I said, like I say, I'm unapologetic about it because you can tune in or you tune out. But uh, this is going to be a, a part one as well because uh, when, when I was working on my podcast, I had planned on having my mother on. Anyone that knew my mother knew that she was very funny and she was very, everyone that met her loved her. But there's so much to describe about my relationship with my mother and what went into it. And um, like anything, our upbringing, our, our lifestyle, our, our family value system, most people think that often the way that they were raised or the methods and um, things they do, the relationships they have with people, often think that everybody, I think when you're younger, you often think that other people have that same life. I did, you know, and um, I thought that everybody, mother was in this, often in our neighborhood was in the same situation my mom was, and, and, and uh, I found out later, you know, they wasn't, <laughs> but, uh, I wanted to jump on here and uh, I felt compelled to do this because I want to jump into some other categories later about other characteristics and of Father's Day is, is fast approaching as well. And I will be talking about that. And, you know, I lost my father uh, at, at four years old and he's been gone over. Uh, let me see. Uh, this is 40 years now. And his birthday's coming up, and he would be about 80, 80 years old. So I'm used to living without these people. Mom, my, mom, my mother was all I had left. But let me make this clear. I never became the victim because of those things. Uh, by age four, I had one mother, one grandmother. And you hear me say this in another video, singular one. As both of my dad's parents died before I was born, I believe that my grandfather on my dad's side I believe that he didn't see him after age four years old either and then my dad was murdered when I was four years old my mom's father died when she was 17 
which was about seven or eight years before I was born because she had me about 25. And uh, now my, now she's gone. So, you know, even though she had been sick for a long time, it's a really unnerving, surreal feeling when you know that, you know, I, I have wonderful people in my life. I, I, I have the best spouse anybody could ask for. I have kids. I have stepkids. I have grandchildren. And I have another grandchildren, granddaughter on the way. I'm super blessed, super excited, but this is a, it's a, it's a different kind of feeling when these people ain't here no more. And especially when you didn't have very many of them to begin with. Now, with saying that, I'm not taking away from anybody that has multiple parents, multiple grandparents, multiple step parents, because these people are very important in your life. If, if they, you have a good relationship with them. Hey, and every mother isn't good. Every dad, obviously every dad isn't good. Every grandparent isn't good. Every step-parent isn't good. But when you have these multiple sets of people in your life and they do love you, not enable you, but love you and you love them. I don't think that people understand sometimes when you have a surplus of these people, what a true blessing they are. Our grandchildren, they have multiple Sets of grandparents, parents, step parents, all of these things. I ne- we some of us never had those things. So the thing is, we had just kind of learned when people would ask me, "Oh, I'm so sorry," or this. We just learned to live without these people. We really don't know what life is with these people because we never got used to having them in the first place. My only grandmother, my mom's mother, I refer to as my granny. She died in 1998, as she was already. In her early 60s when I was born. And I was born in the mid-70s. So at that point, she had already raised 10 kids, been through the depression, uh, outlived her husband by so many years, and uh, helped out with a slew of grandkids. And she loved me very much, and I loved her, but she wasn't trying to hear it. You know what I mean? I mean... Uh, you know, when she passed away in 1998, I was about 23 and she was 85 then. So it's very different because if I think, uh, I got two granddaughters, you know, one on, uh, one in each side of the family, both will be starting kindergarten next year. We're in our mid forties. So it's just a different, it's a different time. It's a different, uh, uh, lifestyle. And I, I don't remember I love my mom and granny very much, and there's things I learned from them, but there's things I learned from them by doing things on my own because they didn't do very much with me. So I had I had a couple of stepdads, and, and, and one, one of them I didn't care for at all, and, and I took care of that situation uh, by excluding myself at a young age from the house. And uh, I had one stepdad uh, for, for about eight or nine years who... He was a hard worker, and and my mom got with him after my dad got killed, and uh, I care about the guy to this day. But you know, I I didn't realize at the time how young he was. You know, uh, he was kind of an asshole, but he was a biker, and you know, he was from Detroit. He had been to the Marine Corps. He was young, and uh, I, I didn't see that at the time because I was a child. But being an older man, looking back, and now that me and him's back in contact, I get it. He never hurt me, never abused me, or anything like that. He just didn't do anything. So I'm just, you know, I'm kind of 
given a rundown in a nutshell about my life and my relationships, it's going to have to be more podcast. But I just feel like the mothers out there, not just the single mothers, but uh, if you have a mom that is part of your life and that if you possibly take her for granted, because I do feel like women, yeah, I do feel this way. Women, mothers get taken for granted more than anybody. It's expected for the man sometimes not to fulfill his obligations. People don't say it, but we know it. There's a reason that there's a stereotype for certain things. It's because that stereotype is true. And uh, often men can kind of jump in every now and then and look like the good guy and the hero they can take their kids to go do so especially if they're not with the kid's mother and and again that's for another podcast it's okay if they're not together understand let me say this again parents if you are miserable and you do not you are making if you are miserable relationship you are making your kids miserable too no matter what they tell you or what you tell yourself you are better better off being a constructive effective valuable parent by not being with either of you being together when you know it's not the best for everybody. Another podcast we're going to jump into to later. But uh, it's uh, a lot of excuses get made for men. And women get, a lot of the mothers and women get taken for granted that it's that they're in their nature to be nurturing. So they often have to play the roles for both, which is what. You know, I have a little brother, you know, and, and, and I love him very much, but we are over 13, 14 years apart, so we weren't in the same house very long when I moved out, before I removed myself from the house. So a lot of times we, at, at, on the flip side of that, we're told that you respect your mother no matter what. And let's be honest, there's a lot of piece of shit mothers out there. I do still feel like in this day and time that there's still more piece of shit men than there is women. But I often think the piece of shit women go unnoticed. So, you know, if, if, if you listen, it, the people don't address the women a lot. But then again, we make excuses for the men and we'll get into that. Don't, don't worry about it. We're really going to dive into the mother and their boys. Yes, you hear that? No one ruins their boys quicker than the mothers do and the grandmothers. That's statistical facts. But we're going to save that for another podcast because that's really going to dive in to the narcissistic women, narcissistic mothers, and the role that they have with their boys especially. And people that listen to it, if it happens to apply to, to your mom or your sister or your wife or whoever it is, then it's, it is what it is. I know plenty of them. And, you know, and sometimes these people know they are that and sometimes they don't. But these women make it, they, they, they do love you, but they love you to death. They, they give you everything in life for you to stay with them as well. But we're going to talk about that later. I just wanted, everybody's got their perception of what their mom is and, and their relationship with their mother, what their mother means to them. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that before I get into the next podcast because I'm gonna I'm gonna do some more segments on this because I've been I have a lot of content and material that I have studied and uh, ha have my perception and what is actually goes on in society which is actual based off of psychology research and uh, okay you know man um, 
the relationship I had with my mom was often I felt like the other parent, and um, I used to get mad about it. I, I, I did sometimes, and uh, I looked at what I guess when I was younger what was considered a normal family, and my mom often told me that you, Jason, you want a normal family, but you don't understand that normal is whatever you're used to. I didn't understand that till I got older. And uh, my mom didn't drive a car. I never seen my mom drive. I never was able to call my mom and meet her for lunch. I never was, remember really going on vacation with my mom. Uh, we, we did little things growing up, and, and uh, she usually made sure I got there. I never seen my mom swim. We just didn't do things. She just didn't do things like that. Very happy person. One thing that me and my mom had in common was uh, music. She really turned me on to a lot of music. And uh, uh, anybody that sees me share things on social media, mostly every one of those albums or music I share was by me spending an incredible amount of time alone as a kid. When I wasn't playing with my friends, I was only a child for 14 years. I usually spent it going through my stepdad and uh, mom's records and just playing them over and over. Uh, but... It's, it, when I tell people that, that sounds crazy to them. And, and it's hard for them to understand a parent that don't drive. Well, my mom and grandmother, neither one of them drove. My grandmother came from a different era. So she was born in like 1913. <clears throat> so it, it, back then, a lot of the women, didn't people didn't drive. Hell, they barely had cars out by the time she was in her 20s. You know, it's, it's you know, that made sense back then not that i agree with it and that's for a different podcast as well i think that a lot of the women were suppressed purposely so they couldn't leave but again that's that's for a different topic and a different subject later but my mom stayed in fear of a lot of things in her life and uh uh, looking back now at the self-education i have i realized that i think that she never really Got her mind straight after my dad got killed, maybe because the relationship she had, uh, they they it was it was they never worked out, and uh, also my mom was the baby of the family, and my family did not have money. We we they struggled, and me and my mom struggled. My mom and brother struggled. We all struggled a lot, and that was part of the reason for me leaving home so young. But my my mom got babied, and I looked back. And it was normal for her not driving at that time. And uh, I can say this. It, it made me and my brother's life a lot harder. And um, But there were so many other ways that she was an amazing person. You know, I never, I didn't see my mom do drugs. I didn't see her do a lot of different things. But she just, she just, I feel like she never got out of the rut because she never had the confidence to do certain things. And when she knew what I was developing a few months before, a year or so, a few months before she passed away, she would listen to my videos on Facebook or whatever, and she would say, man, I, you know, a lot of the things you're saying, Jason, she goes, I wish I had these tools when I was younger. And I started realizing they just didn't have the tools. And this goes back to just just being around the same people in your family all the time. And if the people that are around you that, that are the elders don't have those tools and you don't branch outside of that and, and experiment and go meet other people and gain knowledge and self-educate yourself, then you're not going to have the tools either. 
They just simply didn't have the tools. And so by the time they reached the age or they started getting the technology to get some of these tools, it, they, they were very fearful of it. It was, it was change for them. But on another aspect, my mom was very open-minded. She was very open-minded. She was the, the years that they were getting out of high school was right around the late 60s where it was a hippie movement. She was all about that. She was all about she was very colorful. She was very uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Flamboyant. She she loved that. She loved life. She loved people. So a lot of these things I put together over the years. And me and my mom always didn't get along because of the role she put me in. I didn't realize it till later that so so let me back up and tell you. My dad gets killed at age four. I have a stepdad for eight or nine years. They split up. Then she gets with my mother's stepdad, which is my little brother's father. Her and my other stepdad had no kids together. And he is 20 years younger than her, or close to 20 years, which makes him only seven or eight years older than me. We didn't get along at all. And then my little brother comes uh, not even a year later. So when people talk to me and they're in my age range or younger, and they're used to their mother doing all this stuff for them. Let me let me tell you this. If my mom had the resources, she would have done everything. Most mothers will. Because they will do anything for their kids and their boys especially. And people don't understand that's not the right answer. Me and my brother have often talked. If, my mom, if our mother would have had money, she would have ruined us. <gasps> and that sounds funny. But it, it, it really is true. The reason we had to get our shit together... One of the few mistakes we made growing up and, and doing certain things is because nobody was there to fucking bail us out. If my mom had the resources, she would have ruined us. And what I mean ruined us is she would have got us out of everything. And that's not the right answer. That's not what you do. Again, we're going to talk about more of that later. And I look back now and the conversations me and her had and a lot of the conversations was, I felt sorry for you because your dad got killed. And I would tell her, wrong answer. That's not what you should have did. But the thing is, it's like I subconsciously knew it, but I didn't know it. Because much as she wanted me to stay with her, I pulled away. So with saying that, I was 13 or 14 years old when my brother came along. I moved out 16 a little bit before I turned 17. Somewhere in there, maybe 17. Somewhere after my sophomore year, going into my junior year, I moved out. Besides staying with her... For a few months later, in transitioning of getting another house and helping her out as well, my little brother was younger, I never lived at home again. Let me make that clear. I never lived at home again. My mom loved her, but I probably moved my mother 15 to 20 times in about 25 years. Again, after a certain time period in life, she didn't have a man in her life again. A lot of people are used to having that father there so they don't have to fill that role or a stepfather or older sibling. No, I was that person. And a lot of people don't understand that. So the perspective was, was you know, you're going to go to your mom's house. You'll have all this food made. She's going to take care of you. She'll do all these things for you. Make your bed, pack your lunch, whatever it is. I don't, I told my mom many times, I think my mom was a good mom. I love my mother. I miss my mother dearly. I get pissed when I think about her being gone. And I get pissed off because she lived a very limited life. And she lived a very limited life out of fear. One of the last conversations I had with her taking her to dialysis was, 
Mom, you've been scared of everything your whole life, and you're arriving at death the same way. And she agreed. She said, I love the things you're doing, Jason. If I had it to do over again, I would have done different. No matter what happens to me, you keep going. Then we had another conversation on the back porch. Ironically, I didn't know that would be the last time she'd be at my house. I've been working hard all day in the yard, and she was like trying to do this stuff for me. And I was just always telling her, I don't need you to do that for me. And, uh, She wanted to do stuff for me. Looking back, I probably should let her do a little bit more for me when I got older. But I just didn't know how to do that. I always, always knew do for myself. The way I looked at it was my mom struggled so bad that she didn't need the burden of having to deal with my shit. Whatever it was, but it was simple things. And that's why I'm not real understanding of overgrown, spoiled mama's boys. Because I just wasn't that. And I look back now, I love and miss my mom dearly, but I'm not, but understand this, I'm not jealous of those, we're not jealous of those guys at all. Me and my brother can handle all of our shit on our own. And we don't sit around and wait for women to wait on us hand to foot either and take care of everything. And that's another thing, my mom did not raise me like that. She said, you're not over your wife, your woman, you're not her fucking boss. You don't abuse them, mentally or physically, you don't tell them what to do, you don't run over them. So people can call that whatever you want to. I'm glad my mom gave me those tools. So a lot of people, one of the last conversations we had was, Jason, why won't you let me do these things for you? You might have been making me some food. Was she making me some food or making me a plate or something? But usually I did that stuff for her because her health was already bad. She was already on dialysis. I could see it in her eyes and she didn't feel like doing it. So I would just do it for her. And I was sitting back there watering the yard or something. So I said, Mom... You asked me to be the man of the house. And one of my best friends remembers this. This seems crazy to some people. She asked, she pretty much put me in the role of the man of the house when I was 13 years old. And I did not know at that point, I started acting that way. So I told her, I said, mom, you asked me to be the man of the house when I was 13 or 14 years old. I moved out at 16 years old. There was things you helped me with a little bit along the way until I turned about 18 or 19, just here and there. Everything I did, I did on my own. And I'm not mad at you for that. And I said, but I'm in my 40s now. This was about two years ago. And I said, I can't just turn that switch off. You have to understand that. And she said, yeah, I know. And I said, but I'm not mad at you for it. I said, I want you to know that you're not a bad mother. I love you. And I said, I think you were a good mother. I just don't think you have the tools and the resources that we have available now. And I, I needed her to know that. And that was the last time she was ever at my house. She died a few weeks later. And uh, uh, right after, a couple of days after my mama Sita's birthday, right after Labor Day. And um, we miss her a lot. I, I just wanted to give a little summary of what my life was and what my mom meant to me. But my mom was one of my best friends, man. On, we, we There was time periods where we, you know, say 25 years ago, sometimes we didn't talk for months because we, we wouldn't get along sometimes. But uh, uh, you take my little brother who's 14 years younger. I often had to feel the role of his dad because his dad left too. So my bro- my little brother lived off and on with me from the time that he was in probably second grade till he was grown. And uh, uh, it wasn't until recently when he got older that we actually now, we have a relationship as brothers. Another thing I used to fight with my mom about was, 
You know, I, I can't be his brother because I know how to be his dad. And you asked me to come do these things, so that's what I do. So when somebody has passed away or a parent, especially a mother, you know, hey, we, we only, we only, it's kind of like one of them things where we only talk about people good when they're gone, <laughs> but we don't when they're here. I, to me, my perspective is if you don't have anything good to say about me or you can't come visit me while I'm here, then don't do it when I'm gone. All right. Hey, I'm, I keep shit real. That's what this Savage Mind podcast is. I tell the truth. I don't care how uncomfortable it is. The fucking truth is often inconvenient. I didn't agree with my mom on a lot of shit. Doesn't mean I didn't love her. Doesn't mean I didn't respect her. And we'll talk about that respect shit either. We'll talk about that later. Excuse me. Because respect isn't an elder just telling you what to do and you fucking do it. If you put your kids, mothers out there that are listening, if you put your kids in a position to be an adult, then don't be surprised when they act that way and don't try to pull that fucking uh, seniority card on them later. You asked for it. And I, you know what? I got some content sitting in front of me about mothers and single mothers and the role they play. And I think I'm going to wait to the next podcast for that because I'm going to do a whole different podcast on mothers. And uh, I may do it before or after Father's Day. I'm not sure. This is just part one. But I don't think if anyone... Listen, it's not what your mother can do for you. Mothers, it's not about what you do for your children. It's what you let them do for yourself. My mom... You know, when people start the workforce, you're going to college, you're doing whatever. I didn't realize the other tools and resources she gave me. You know, we were apartment kids. We were raised in apartments. So a lot of times when you're around, when I started the workforce and you're around other boys that age, men, young men that age, they think the men that were raised with, the, them, them boys and men that were raised with dads or stepfathers that taught them a number of different things, they think that you know that shit too. So a lot of times they're like, oh, you can't change oil. You can't do this. You can't weld. You can't uh, break down a motor. You can't uh, fix a car. You can't do these things. No, we didn't know how to do that shit. We were apartment kids with single mothers. Our mothers worked and they had to trust the fact that we wouldn't fuck up too bad while they were at work. And most of us in the neighborhood took care of each other because most of our neighborhood was single mothers. And if the men were there, they let's be straight up about it. They weren't men that were involved. There was a reason we were lived in the neighborhoods we did. They were men that were there, but they usually left and came and gone as they want to, if they were even there at all. I remember very few dads in our neighborhood. So... I also look at the other resources I had and the other tools I gained. Like I can remember lying about my age at like 13 years old to lie on an application to get a job. I can remember my mom setting me down, telling me how to fill out an application and also telling me how back in the day, talking about the, you know, late eighties. So how to keep calling back and asking if they've had time to review my application and how to, Look, she'd text me how to dress for my interview, tell me how to do things, go in there and be respectful, ask them. I also know how to go to the store with the grocery list for my mom or grandmother or both when I was 10 years old and how to fit shit in that budget and pick up their prescriptions and tampons. Yeah. Or walking over to the public swimming pool and getting in and it's 12 foot of water and knowing that neither one of them could swim or they wasn't even coming in and watch me. And make sure I was okay. And uh, <clears throat> swimming across and back. And trusting the fact that I was learning on my own. 
That's the thing. That's the that's that's what I value. Or her sticking a quarter in my backpack or a dollar, whatever it was, or my kangaroos back in the eighties. Hey, you ride you ride your bike or walk home to school every day, and I did every unless it was real bad weather and she hired someone else or occasionally somebody else helped out. I rode my bike every fucking day from kindergarten till middle school. I didn't get taken to school in a car unless it was somebody else's car. My mom and stepdad, or just my mom, worked. They left far too early. It didn't matter if it was what weather it was. I went. So she would tell me. Back then, hell, some people didn't even have house phones. We didn't sometimes. So what you would do is she'd tell me, there's a change. Anybody tries to pick you up. Anybody tries to kidnap you. You don't talk to no fucking body. You don't do anything. You go with that crowd. You stay with the crowd, your friends, and you come fucking straight home. You yell, kick, scream, knock on the door, run up to anybody you can if anybody tries to pick you up. I did that for five or six years. There's a reason that we are who we are. It's the truth. They had to trust that. Hey, you know what? If you don't want to go stay, when I started getting older, you don't want to go stay with your granny now that we're moved out of the, that area. And we're not in the pro- that, that, that area of the housing projects anymore and we're over here. So what you're going to have to do is you cannot tell people you're by yourself all day. There's a list of instructions on the refrigerator. That's how you put your food in the refrigerator. Back then, we, microwaves were, were, microwaves and VCRs were a new thing. This is how you put your food in the oven. This is what you set it on. And see, at the time, I didn't think all these other kids get shit done for them. Making their fucking sandwiches, doing all this shit for them. I didn't see the value. You know how much fucking value there is in that shit later in life, man? She did what she had to do. Could she have made different choices? Sure, she should have. She could have made We all could have made a lot of different choices. Uh, but I want to take the time for this. My mom didn't have much in life, and she didn't have much when she died. There was nothing to leave us, really. And I don't give a shit. But I'll tell you this. My mom would literally give you her last dime and literally give you the shirt off her back. Do I wish she would have strived and been more ambitious and had more confidence in herself? I do. And I wish I'd been where I was at mentally right now when I was younger because I felt like I could have helped her pull out of it more. But that opportunity no longer exists. That wasn't up to me no more. Uh, My mom had been a diabetic since I was 10 years old. And she's, let me see, 40. She died a little bit before my 43rd birthday. Uh, Right at 20 months ago. And she went on to dialysis in 2016, like March, let me see, March, February, March, somewhere around April, May of 2016. And she died in September 2018. She she didn't do it very well. She didn't really comply and she didn't like it and it really took her down. But that that made her from the time that I was 10 years old till I was in my 40s, she still was on insulin and two shots a day. And uh, I watched it really ravish her body. And she couldn't, she wouldn't have, no way, she would have stopped been, being a diabetic, but she could have controlled it better. I'm just keeping it real. She didn't do that. And when she tried to do it later and she tried to get control of it, it was kind of too late. I mean, my, the hospital stays my mom had the last 10, 15 years. A lot of people would ask us, you can't, you're not in the hospital where your mom's at. Sometimes we couldn't make it. We would never have a job. She was in the hospital so much. Sometimes we were there every day and sometimes we weren't there at all. Till four or five days later. 
like say, for instance, this last year before she passed away, I think I counted seven to nine hospital stays. I caught she, when she was at our house, we had the ambulance pick her up two or three times for her blood sugar being through the roof to fell and breaking her pelvis to uh, she passed out and never stopped. And part of that had to do with not controlling some of her health problems when she had control of them. Y'all understand what that means. But um, I always said if my mom had a million dollars, she'd give it all away. <laughs> and and sometimes I had to be around to make sure that wasn't going to happen. You know, uh, she was a very giving person, very generous person. For a person who lived such a limited life, it did not... There, any, you know, any place she went when she was younger, and I hate it, man. It hurts my heart to think about this. She had so much more to do, but she restricted herself at a young age. So in the last seven years or so, I had been trying to take her some places. And some places she said she wanted to go when she was younger, she didn't. She wouldn't do it now. I took her to California about five or six years ago. The next year, she started dialysis. And uh, I was trying to get her to go on a cruise. I was trying to send her some places with her sisters and make sure we went with her and she did she always talked about it, but understand this, she waited too late, and then she got too scared. If y'all wait too late to do certain things, or you wait too late to have conversations, if you wait too late for anything, chances are you probably won't do it. And uh, I got so much more to say on this, but I'm going to go ahead and stop right now. Uh, not, 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 not right this second, I just wanted to give uh, a little information on my relationship with my mother, which was, uh, she was very much a giving, wonderful, generous person, but it was more the relationship like I was the other parent. My mom, I, I look, I, everybody's got their opinion what disrespect is, and we'll talk about that later. The way I talk around everybody is the way I talk in front of my mother. I became an adult so young, I felt like that gave me the right. My mom didn't take it personally. The reason y'all's parents or mom, mothers or whoever it is get so offended and y'all hurt their feelings so bad later is because y'all hide it. I didn't hide shit from my mom. I did it right in front of her and talked about it. She set it up the way when I was young and I look back at the value in it now and that's why she didn't get her feelings hurt over it. But she taught me and my brother so much more. Look, nobody, no one, most people don't like to just survive. We like to thrive. But she gave us all the tools to survive. Where we wouldn't learn how to change oil, we wouldn't learn how to put brakes on cars, we wouldn't learn how to frame a house, we wouldn't learn how to do, you know, whatever it is, wiring a house or or, or building something. Hell, we knew we had other traits. We knew how to go to the grocery store. We knew how. She didn't tell us how much stuff costs. This is this is how much you got. You got to fit this in your budget. And here's the list. And you know what? I need the prescriptions while I'm there, and I need these. These are the kind of tampons. You need to do this. If you're going to fill out a job, this is what you put. This is what you're going to have to say. And this is how long you go before you call them back. And then you need to follow up with them, and you need to go up there in person. And if you got to walk, then that's what you got to do. I, I, there's so much more on this. And I look back, and i just thinking about sometimes it still seems unreal that she's not here no more. And I'm sure everybody feels that way when they lose a parent or a loved one. I, by age four years old, had one mother, one grandmother, and now that there's nobody here, me, me, me and my mama Sita, between both of us, we have one parent, and that's her mother. That's it. Like I said, I grew up without these people anyway. 
So my mother, even though that we butted heads sometimes, even though we didn't always agree, we valued each other so much. Because of that, she's kind of raising me together. I was a younger parent than she was me, but we still kind of grew up together that way. And uh, I just left home so young that she wanted me back there. But I felt like she struggled so much more with me there. I removed myself by my own doing. So at the same time, at the same time, I also see it as it made me such more, I feel like, a more valuable man, a more valuable father. Um, she loved her kids. She loved her grandkids. She loved everybody. And uh, I don't know very many of my friends that did not love my mother. And she didn't know a stranger. She loved life. She loved music. She loved colorful things. Uh, she never not welcomed any of my friends in the house and not made you feel comfortable. So I have more things on other characteristics and other categories of mothers going forward. <laughs> but this, I have so I could go on and on about my mom. And you see, as I'm saying, like, as I do everything, I'm just keeping it real. It, every, everything isn't good. That's just the truth. But I absolutely miss that woman. I absolutely love her and, Matter of fact, you know, while I'm on that, her birthday's Wednesday. We just took care of everything with her headstone, finally. It wasn't intentionally that it took this long. Some things came up. There's certain criteria, certain money issues, and that's just life. And now it's done. It should be done within the next 8 to 12 weeks. It's paid in full, and I plan on a little get-together when we do that. So uh, uh, for me, I, you know, hell, like I said, I only had a mom after my grandmother passed away my entire life, one. So you people out there that got multiple step-parents, multiple grandparents, multiple parents, whatever it is, great-grandparents, you're not supposed to always agree. That's fine. It's like you're not su supposed to with anybody in life. It's okay. It's okay that you get mad at each other. But y'all better value these people. Because some of them do so much for y'all. I don't think you know what the fuck you're going to do. You think you're going to know what you're going to do without them, but you aren't. I always knew what the fuck to do. Because I didn't count on people anyway. The day that I had to go make plans to bury my mother, I got up and ran about five miles. People think that's crazy. I stopped about five times and broke down. People said, why? Because I knew what the fuck I had to do that day. And I had to get my fucking head right to go do it. And it was fucking tough. Because I had to have a closed casket at my mom's funeral. That choice wasn't given to me. Because that's how bad she looked. This is real life. This is what's going on. So with Mother's Day, the second Mother's Day without her, and her second birthday coming up, and it'll be her 70th birthday on Wednesday, I just had to take a little bit of time to say, uh, Mom, you are missed. We love you. I do believe you can see us. Ironically, you got to see a couple of your great-grandkids, but my daughter is having her first baby, and this happened after my mom passed away. So my brother got his first house after my mom passed away. My brand and podcast launched after my mom passed away, and that's just the way life goes. But uh, I plan on very much still continuing to make this woman proud. And I plan on trying to do more fundraising and more charity work. I plan on trying to implement things that I think that she would be proud of. 
And uh, just the life isn't the same without her. It's not. But you don't, people say they often don't know how to live without people. You just have to carry on without them because that's the right thing. It's not easy. But uh, people in our age group, you got to come to the realization that more than likely, this is the age you start losing your parents. Uh, I just lost everybody else young. And I honestly thought with her health problems, she still would be around longer. And she's not. So, um, to all the moms out there, happy Mother's Day, you beautiful ladies. Whatever role you play, a mom, a grandmother, whatever the mother role you are to people and people that have mothers in your life, whether they're your biological mother or they're the person playing the role of that person, you better love these people because they're not going to be here forever. And you better tell them you love them. You better, and even on the flip side, like I always say, whatever you have on your mind, don't hold back. It's okay. It's okay. People are going to get their feelings. Sometimes you're going to piss your parents off. You're going to piss your grandparents off. You're going to piss your kids off. It's okay. That's part of evolving and growing. But never wait one day. I was supposed to pick up my mom that day, and I didn't know that she had been sitting on that couch dead. I did not know that. And I had a two-day rule. I never went more than two days without talking to her. Not when I was younger, but the last five years. Two days, I started getting on the ball and figuring out why she's not answering the phone. And that's all it took, and she was gone. Y'all don't hesitate to tell people what's on your mind, whether it's... Some shit you need to get off your chest. Yes, with your mother as well. Get it off your chest. I never hesitated to get anything off my chest with my mother. And because I started so early doing it, she didn't get her feelings hurt. Some of y'all will never tell your parents shit or your grandparents. You won't. And what happens is you've waited too long because you don't want them. What do you think they're going to do? Disown you? What do you think they're going to do? They're going to cry and get their feelings hurt? It might help change things for the next generation. I never hesitated with my mom, but I started very young. But I also, every time, I love you, Mom. I made sure I never went one time. I love you, gave her a hug, whatever it was. Value the people you have. Whatever classification they fall under, especially your mothers and fathers. Today is Mother's Day. If you, Whatever relationship you have or whatever distance you're away from these people, make sure you call them, tell them you love them, send them a text, do something. And most importantly... I wish I had so much more time back. The most valuable commodity there is, let me tell you this. If you're a mom yourself, or this, you're, you're, we're referring to your mothers in general, they would much rather spend time with you than you buy them something. The same goes for your kids. Do, what, do, the, do the right thing so you don't have to question it. Because the only thing you can't take back, as I always say, is once that once you have that regret and these people are gone, you can never fix it. Happy Mother's Day, beautiful ladies. Y'all have a good one. Y'all keep it savage. Don't hesitate to tell anybody anything you need to tell them. If you have them people with you today, give them a hug. We'll follow up on this very soon. We'll talk to y'all later.